Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Barnard. And I'm Victor Gamow. In this series, we chat with software developers and technology leaders to tackle your biggest API connectivity challenges. Stay tuned to this episode for tools, tactics, strategies that will help you to take your distributed architectures to the next level. Let's begin. Today, I'd like to welcome Grant McKean, CTO at IntegrationWorks, as well as Jono White, who's also in pre-sales at IntegrationWorks. So Grant and Jono are here today to talk to us about open banking, as well as the Banking Industry Architecture Network, or BIAN, um, as well as Kong, Gateway, and how they fit together very well. Grant, can you start off by giving us a quick rundown of what BIAN ac actually is and how it relates to common connectivity challenges? Yeah. Yeah, sure can. Thanks. Uh, Bion is a not-for-profit organization. I'll just state that at the start. And they've created an exhaustive set of services for the banking and finance industry. Now, these resources are freely available. Um, member organizations of Bion contribute to these, and they're made of the top banking and finance services firms in the world. So there are freely available resources, as I said before, very useful, uh, and they're maintained and released just about on a yearly cycle at the moment. So. Open banking is about uh, opening up the banking services that are provided by the large banks uh, to third-party providers, application developers, and end users. This is mostly created through regulation uh, in most countries and geographies, and it's, it's designed to really create an atmosphere where third-party providers can come in and create more functionality, better solutions uh, for the end user and end consumer than what banks are currently providing in the market. There's still quite a reliance on banks, um, so open banking interfaces are very important to give them the standards, compliance, regulation, and risk mitigation that they require, while still being very open and composable, which application developers and end users require for their solutions. Yeah, so open banking is a way to um, have banks provide a set of standardized interfaces to allow um, service providers and third parties into their um, banking services. And Bayan itself is a group of experts and service providers in the financial industry. And what they've done is model um, the complete set of banking capabilities into an exhaustive list of what they've called service domains. And for each service domain, they're starting to create um, open API specifications for the interaction with those service domains. And that supports the open banking initiative by providing those standardized interfaces. Yeah, and Bion is such a large landscape of services. They've literally created a service for every capability that a bank could reasonably be provided to, to perform. But no one bank, unless it's a huge multinational, is going to implement every service domain. So we really need a solution that allows the consumer to pick and choose which domains to implement. Um, and because Bion have chopped their capabilities into such um, well-defined bounded contexts, deploying the service domain of your choices is key to being able to start implementing buy-in without needing to boil the whole ocean and deploy everything. So what exactly is the problem that this solves? When you're dealing with interoperability in the banking and finance area, it's a, a very complex area fraught with a lot of danger, failed projects, and um, large vendors as well. Bion looks to solve the problem of 
uh, creating simplicity from complexity in the banking and financial services industry. It's done this by decomposing the various capabilities of a bank from an exhaustive list uh, put together from its members of some of the largest banks and financial service providers in the world. And it decomposes these into service domains and then further into API specifications that are free and open to use. These provide an asset where uh, application developers, banks, third-party providers can download these assets and create solutions based around them that are intrinsically interoperable. The interoperability that this provides means that there's a lower cost of effort uh, and time to create solutions in this industry that are open banking. Yeah, so really it's, it's looking at um, creating a standardized model for banks to use. Um, it, banking architecture traditionally was very process-oriented, and this caused quite a few issues um, as the processes within a bank really expanded. Uh, the architecture became very tangled and brittle, but by taking it back to the capabilities that a bank needs to offer and then modeling the process as an interaction between these service domains made it a lot uh, easier to model. That's why we created the Kobe CLI, was to create and manage those open banking interfaces. There are a lot of them in the industry. Uh, there are a lot of them in Bind, and change happens very frequently. That so we thought making a CLI to manage the process through to a nice lightweight gateway like Kong uh, makes it so much easier uh, for these smaller application developers and other banks and TPPs, third-party providers, uh, to get involved in this and really be a part of the fintech industry. We're looking for people to help us extend that to other formats, other protocols, and also other standards as well. Um, the aim of the CLI is to make it easier to integrate Kong into your environment with open banking. So um, I know we're going to talk a little bit today, and, and you'll show us, but how Kong, Kong Gateway kind of fits into this. Um, but how does Kong add value here over other API management solutions, and where does this fit in? Yeah, that's a really good question. So Kong, Kong is very lightweight in its approach, and through its plug-in nature, you can roll only what you need. And we, we really support that. It's not a heavyweight north-south gateway. It's a very lightweight east-west gateway. And we think that fits really well with the bind solution um, for creating quick interoperability uh, and API management solutions. And Kong can be quite seamlessly integrated into your existing processes through CICD, your security providers, all that sort of thing, very, very simply. So with that in mind, we think that this creates a very efficient and cost-effective fast start for organizations looking to integrate to or create interoperability with the banking and finance sector. Yeah, well, the reason I quite like using Kong is, is the gateway is just because how unashamedly developer-first it is. A lot of products that we get exposed to aim at what they call citizen integrators, which means everything's done through a GUI, which makes for good demos, but not great developer experiences and when you try and fit it in with a CI/CD pipeline it just doesn't work uh, with Kong having the management APIs and the, the deck and the CLI portals uh, portal CLIs it means it fits much more nicely in with a a proper DevOps attitude uh, which is something we wanted with the CLI as well we could have easily just written some ad hoc scripts to do the process, but creating a CLI means that it's something we can include in pipelines in the future as well. We have a code not clicks approach to the way 
we do integration. We feel that Kong shares this value very well as well. So Kong has a very developer-first mentality to it, and everything they do seems to live and breathe this, and that fits really well with our, our values and where we go as a company. We try and be different by design, and uh, Kong fits in with us through its approach to rolling only what you need into the gateway, and it provides a very lightweight, stable, and performant runtime for our customers. When you're developing open banking solutions, having a secure, performant, and reliable gateway is 100% what you need. So this solution goes about uh, implementing our open banking interfaces on Kong because we feel that the buy-in interfaces on the Kong gateway provide one of the best um, quick starts that you can have in the financial services and banking industry for creating functionality quickly, effectively, securely, and more importantly, reliably. And, you know, segueing now into exactly how this works within the banking and finance um, sector, how can banking and finance companies use this to their advantage? So maintaining a list of buy-in APIs uh, in a Kong gateway will allow the domains inside the bank to very quickly and efficiently uh, create interoperability with each other. So you're doing that via um, buy-in, so a standardized architecture in a way and an approach of doing things. This means that you cut down on the amount of rework you're doing, and it means that you are creating a standardized uh, systems infrastructure uh, for externals to integrate to. Yeah, so Kong Gateway I find to be really good because it's such a, a lightweight API gateway for the, um, the east-west traffic, um, not such a, a heavy um, integration platform. And with that open banking and the buy and API specifications, it fits in really well because being developer-centric, it allows us to um, to integrate it with our deployment pipelines and pull from the buy-in repository of API specifications and push to the Kong gateway uh, really nicely. Um, and once those specifications are deployed somewhere, we can share these with our uh, third-party consumers so they can go away and build their side of the solution without worrying about the service implementation happening in the background. And kind of starting to tie this all together, um, how can banking and finance companies put all this together and use it to their advantage? Buy-in, Kong Gateway, the CLI tool, all of it. So the CLI that we've developed will integrate the buy-in assets um, and allow you to create those directly in the Kong developer portal. So these are registered directly. And after that point, you can maintain them individually. So on a per interface basis, instead of the whole exhaustive list or in its entirety. Uh, this allows you the flexibility of choosing to update only the interfaces that matter to you or to your consumers very quickly and very efficiently. So once it's in there, it really lowers the cost of total cost of ownership uh, of having the Kong gateway in place and open banking interfaces. Once you've created open banking interfaces and there are consumers on the other end, there can be a high cost to maintaining it from that point. Once you have interfaces, it's very hard to take them away. This allows you to go and maintain the interfaces, create them, delete them as you see fit through a nice and easy to use CLI without having to go through processes and change management and all of that. Awesome. And for folks who are interested in using and contributing to this, how would they go about that? Yeah, so it takes away a lot of the hard work uh, using the buy-in standards instead of having to figure out uh, how the interfaces are going to look themselves, they can Instead, look towards what Bayern have made available and use these um, these interfaces and publish them uh, through their, their 
for example, the Kong developer portal pretty simply, and this allows their, their people to start working faster. Um, it takes away a lot of the overhead of designing the interfaces and uh, themselves. Thanks for joining us today to talk about open banking, buy-in, and Kong Gateway. If you want to learn more, you can visit buyin.org. And then the CLI tool will be available on the Integration Works GitHub page as well. We'll make sure to include all of these links in the description um, so you can check them out. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today, and we will see you next time. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast using your favorite application so you don't miss a new episode. Don't forget to drop us a comment if you have any questions for today's guests or if there's a topic you'd like to see us cover in the future. For more content from today's guest, you can join us on YouTube to see demo segment from this episode of Comcast. We'll see you next time.